0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. All these special events. Let's stand together. We, uh, I've, I've chided uh, Brother Gaddy. I've introduced him to people throughout the afternoon, and I've said, Hey, here's a celebrity. Brother Gaddy's a celebrity. He's a, he's a very respected man in our movement. But I'll tell you what makes a man truly great is that he doesn't think he is. He doesn't think he is. And every time I've, I've kidded him and put my arm around him and said, hey, will let you meet us. He's always saying, no, no, no. That's the sign of greatness, is Humility. And saying, you know what, my God is great. I'm just a servant and I want to be used of God. And Brother Gaddy has been used to minister to thousands of young people. For whatever reason, God has elected to use him. And tonight, he's going to speak to every one of us. Do you believe that? And we're going to hear a word from God that's going to help us in our walk with God and be a blessing to this church. Can you say amen? Amen. Brother Gaddy, we're so glad you're here. Take your liberty. We love and appreciate you. Appreciate
1: you and love you. Thank you. Love you too. Take your liberty Thank you for those kind words. Praise God, everybody. Would you put your hands together and clap to Jesus right now? Come on, he's worthy. I'm here glad to be in church on Wednesday night. Would you take about 30 seconds and find two or three people and shake their hand and say, I'm glad you showed up on Wednesday night. Would you do that right now? Amen, amen, amen. Has anybody come to magnify the Lord tonight? Anybody come excited about Jesus tonight? Hallelujah. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to Oconomowoc for Wednesday night church amen I am glad to be in the house of the Lord and you look good tonight I don't know how many people have told you that already but in case nobody's told you that today you look good tonight amen and I'm so glad to be in the great state of Wisconsin amen how many of you are glad you live in Wisconsin amen this is (laughs) there's a little rumbling right there I don't know what that means this is a homecoming of sorts for me. I grew up in Chicago in the Midwest, and so to come to this part of the country is quite a treat. And, uh, and I bring you greetings in the great name of Jesus from the state of Arkansas. How many have been to Arkansas before? Would you raise your hand? Amen. I live in Cabot. Cabot is right about the middle of the state. It's about an hour from the town of 56, Arkansas. Yeah, you heard me right, 56, it's all spelled out, 56. 56 is right down the road from Y, Arkansas, <laughs> just the letter Y, and Y is about 30 minutes from my favorite town in our state, and that is Toad Suck, Arkansas. Arkansas. Now, how many of you are glad you're from Oconomowoc after I say that right there? We actually used to have a church, a United Pentecostal Church in Toad Suck, the Pentecostals of Toad Suck. So I'm glad I'm from Cabot tonight. I'm glad I'm from Cabot. But it is, it is a distinct privilege to be with you tonight, and I want to concur with what Pastor has already said. These young people did a great job. I think they deserve another great big hand of appreciation. Amen. Amen. J. Edgar Hoover said it like this, if you want to change the world, you just change one generation. Because one generation can literally change the world. And uh, if you look around this sanctuary tonight, the reason why this is such a, a neat place to be tonight is because we have just about every generation represented in the church tonight. Uh, We have the builders. Now, the builders are the elders among us, those in their 70s and 80s and even older. They're the ones on whom this foundation has been built, and we thank God for our builders. And then we have the baby boomers among us tonight. There are 10,000 baby boomers every day that are retiring in America, and so we have that wonderful uh, generation. And then we have the busters of which I am one. The busters, those in their 30s and then joining us up in our 40s. A great generation. And then we have the millennials, and I love the millennials. They're all the younger folks among us. They know how to work iPods and PlayStations. And if you have trouble with your computer, don't try to figure it out, 40 year old. Give it to a 12 year old. They know how to do that stuff. My 14 year old is a tech guru. He knows how to do all that stuff, but it takes all generations working together to make the kingdom of God. How many know that 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 respect has to go up to generations and it has to come down to generations as well? It has to be a mutual respect, but it is a real treat to be here tonight. I love your pastor, Brother Kylie, Sister Kylie. Would you give them great honor tonight? Praise God for our pastor. Amen. Amen. Praise God. How many of you want to hear what God's going to say tonight? Would you just, if that's your desire, would you pray with me right now? Maybe you want to slip a hand up to heaven. You lift a voice to heaven. Let's invite the presence of God to speak in this place tonight. Would you join with me right now? Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word of the Lord. I thank you that this word is unchanged, And Lord, what it has been sent forth to do, it will accomplish tonight. So I pray that you will use the Bible tonight, Lord, to open up our minds and our spirits. Help us to hear what thus saith the word of the Lord for your church. Lord, I thank you for that, and I give you praise and glory and honor, Lord, because you're the only one worthy of it. In the name of Jesus, we pray, and everybody in the house, would you say amen? Amen. I want to invite you, if you have a Bible, to turn with me to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter number 6, the Old Testament book of Second Samuel. Allow me to say two other things before I read my text. I would be remiss if I did not give honor to the great people of New Life Church in Cabot. They are having church right now. We have a tremendous team of leaders. Uh, I will honestly tell you this. Our church does not skip a beat when I'm out of town. And I don't, I don't use that to be gone a lot, but our church is a wonderful place, and I give honor to all of our leaders, although they will never hear me say this, I give honor to our leaders at home. And then I also want to say uh, thank you to every guest that is here tonight. You all are guests to me. When we had meet and greet time, I thought, well, I'm just going to get out and meet everybody because I, all I know is pastor. That's about all I know here but I got to meet many of you. If you're a guest here to this church tonight, you have blessed us by being in this house tonight. So thank you for being in the house of the Lord. We want God to touch every one of our lives and we're very honored that you are here and we pray the Lord will minister to you. If you're at Second Samuel chapter six, would you say I'm there? Now listen, if you don't have a Bible, would you look around? Someone near you has a Bible, and I just want you to scooch right over next to them. Don't even ask them. Just go over by them. Just make yourself friendly with them, all right? We're going to look at the word of the Lord together. 2 Samuel chapter number 6 and verse number 12. It was told King David saying, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom. Everyone say, Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. And so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. 2 Samuel 6 and 14. Then David danced before the Lord with all His might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Now, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. Would you look at verse 20? David returned to bless his household. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. Can you hear her words dripping with sarcasm? 21, David said to Michael, It was before the Lord. Who chose me instead of your father and all his house, to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel, therefore I will play before the Lord, and I will be even more undignified than this, and will be humble in my own sight, but as for the maidservants of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honor. Can you say amen? I want to preach something tonight that I feel very, very strongly about, and I believe it is something that is affecting and effective in the church today. I simply want to preach about breaking through. Would you say that with me? Breaking through. I want you to turn to someone and shake their hand and say, Brother Gaddy's going to preach about breaking through. Breaking through. Amen. Amen. I want someone to know tonight that we are in the presence of a God of breakthrough. God wants to help us break through tonight. Let me just say it like I feel it tonight. If you are here bound, there's a breakthrough for you tonight. If you're here and you've been suffering with depression, there is a God who can break through that tonight. If you're here and church has become mundane and old and ritualistic to you, there is a breakthrough God in this house tonight. I'm here glad that at one time in your life, God helped break something through. He brought a breakthrough. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Thank you for following along in the word of the Lord. I have to confess something At the very beginning of this message And that is this I do not like standing in lines I don't enjoy that Uh, I, I don't know if it's because I'm just an impatient person But I don't enjoy standing in lines Now, I will stand in a line But I don't enjoy standing in lines And I think that I'm kind of like my friend Alan in second grade. I don't have a lot of memories that are burned in my brain of grade school, but this one was. When I was in grade school, I was much shorter than I am now. I know that's hard to believe, but uh, I was much shorter than I am now. And, And they used to line us up in class when we would go down to the assemblies from the shortest to the tallest. And so I was always at the front of the line. And Alan was my buddy, and he was also short, and so he was always nearby me. And if if you think that I don't like to stand in line, you you should have met Alan. Alan was ADD before there was ADD. In fact, he was ADDDDDD. D, 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 D. I mean, he was really really uh, impatient, and and so we we would line up for uh, walking to the assemblies and it kind of just pressed me a little bit. I didn't enjoy, you know. How many of you are like me? You know, if you're supposed to do something a certain way, you'll do it for a while, but then after a while, you just kind of want to freak out a little bit. Is there anybody like me here? Just, there's, some, uh, there's one honest person right over here. It just makes you want to do something different just to do something different. And uh, that's kind of my personality. But now, Alan, he just was... Alan just freaked out. He, he just didn't know how to handle it. So we would be walking to assemblies and you could hear Alan getting revved up behind me. And he would start muttering and then he would start quivering. And then you could literally feel him bumping into you. And I would say without turning around, Alan's fixing to blow up behind me. Alan's fixing to go crazy behind because to walk in a perfectly normal line was really pressing against Alan's sensibilities. And, And we would never get to the assembly without Alan absolutely going crazy. He would just freak out in the hallway. I remember he got in a fight with our second grade teacher. She eventually locked him in a closet. He was so freaked out. And so I kind of sympathize with him, but what I do know is there's going to be times you're going to wait in line. If you go to Six Flags and you want to go to some awesome ride, guess what? You're probably going to have to wait in line. If you go to a real nice restaurant that serves awesome food and everybody knows about that restaurant, odds are if you go at a decent time, you're going to have to wait in line. There is something about lines. A line is an indication. It is a boundary and it is a limit. A line tells us where you go and where you do not go. A line is very uniform and it's predictable, it is sensible, it is normal. A line is cut and dry and it is not very risky. But have you ever met anybody that likes to occasionally redraw the line? They don't know how to just be prim and proper. And I have come on this Wednesday night to preach to this great church that when it comes to serving God, we must be a people that are not so ritualistic that we think it starts here and it ends here. It begins here and it ends here. But there is a God that, if He wanted to, could turn this service upside down to the point where we don't even want to leave this house. I've come to ask somebody a question. Do you remember the night God touched you the first time? Are you glad that it wasn't just sensible church, normal church, predictable church? We are in the presence of a God that can go beyond the line. He can go beyond a boundary. He can go beyond what people expect. I thank God for that. Come on, I want my worship to tell him I believe you can do anything. I want my commitment to be strong. See, I grew up not too many miles from right here around people who were line breakers. They did it nearly every service. I wish you could have met Tomasa Rodriguez. Tomasa Rodriguez was a sweet lady. She was about four foot ten, maybe 100 pounds soaking wet. And uh, she lived on the second story of an uh, old, rundown apartment building off Twenty Sixth Street in South Chicago Heights, in Illinois. And uh, she was picked up for church every single service. She did not own a car. She didn't have a driver's license. Of course, didn't know how to drive, could barely read. And she would come into church, and she would sit about the third row of my home church. And we had a man from West Virginia that had relocated to Chicago for work, and he was our our song leader. Now, he was a song leader before we called it different stuff. How many of you know now we call it worship leader? But he led song service. How I many of you are old enough to know what I'm talking about? We call them students now. I remember when they were called young people. We have a student pastor at our church, Brother Kylie. I remember when we had a youth pastor at our church, and now he's a student pastor, but he's the same guy. Just the terminology has changed. And James Wellman from West Virginia was the guy that led the song service and. He would stand up at the beginning of each of our services, and he would simply declare this statement. He would stand up in that West Virginia drawl, and he'd say, well, praise the Lord, everybody. Every service of my life. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Now, I want to ask this intelligent congregation tonight, what do you think we did when James Wellman stood up and said, praise the Lord, everybody, what do you think we did? Yeah, we did exactly what y'all just did. In fact, let's just practice that. Pretend I'm from West Virginia right now. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. And everybody would do that except for Sister Rodriguez. Sister Rodriguez decided if James Wellman just gave me an invitation to praise the Lord, That's all the door that I need open to praise the Lord. So while everybody else just said it with their mouth and parroted it back to Brother Wellman, Sister Rodriguez said, that's good enough invitation for me. And she'd jump up on her feet and she'd get to bouncing. She'd just get to bouncing. There wasn't a whole lot of her to bounce, but she just got to bouncing. And I remember people around her, especially if there were guests there, they would look over at this little Spanish lady and wonder, what in the world just happened to her? Did she just touch a light socket or something? Why is she bouncing up and down? But all she knew is that somebody said, why don't we praise the Lord? And that was good enough for her. Somebody said, the Lord is in this house, and that's all Sister Rodriguez needed to know. And so she started worshiping. She started waving her hands. I remember so many Sundays and so many Wednesdays when Sister Rodriguez would just bounce her way right out into the middle aisle. And then she'd start going in a circle, and she'd give it one of these... And she would get wound up and get wound up. I remember looking at my brother so many times in the pew and saying, Todd, Sister Rodriguez is fixing to blow. She's fixing to blow sky high. It was one lady who decided, I'm not just going to talk about worship. I'm not just going to think worship. I'm going to be a worshiper of Jesus Christ. she made up in her mind if I'm here and Jesus is here, that's all I need to know. I'm going to worship God with everything inside of me, every square inch of who I am. So I've come to just have a little test run here right now in Oconomowoc on Wednesday night. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, I wish I had about 10 people that would say, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here, is to be a worshiper. I'm gonna praise him. I'm gonna glorify him. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, church, he's worthy. I said he's worthy. He's worthy of high praise. He's worthy to be glorified. Woo. Just stay, Those of you that are standing, stay saying, how many of you standing right now have been saved more than 10 years? Would you raise up your hand right now? I want to ask you, has it got old to you yet? Or is it just as real tonight as the day that God saved you? Come on, somebody. How many of you were brought out of a life of alcohol, a life of drugs, a life of despondency, and you're thankful that God set you free? Oh, I think we need to take a time out and praise him again. I think we ought to take a time out and praise him right now. I think there ought to be a praise comes up in our spirit right now. I'm thankful for what you've done for me, Lord. I'm thankful for how you blessed me, Jesus. I'm thankful for how you lifted me up. Hallelujah. Hear me right now, church. Breakthrough comes to those that just break through the lines. Who refuse to be held captive by predictable church. Breakthrough! Breakthrough! Be seated for just a moment. We were made. I want you to turn to someone right now, look them right in the baby blue eyes, point your bony finger in their face, and say, You were made to praise God. Oh, I feel like I might internally combust tonight. Abundant life, that's the name of the church here abundant life you were made to praise God you were created to praise God God put life inside of us to be a worshiper that's why it feels so good that's why it feels so good to be a worshiper I got phosphorus in me and I got calcium in me and I got oxygen in me but I was created by my savior to be a worshiper to break through. Now, just imagine with me for a second if you go home and uh, next week on, let's just say Monday evening, you're getting done with your supper and the doorbell rings and you go open up the door and there's a gentleman standing there, TV cameras right in your face, big old bouquet of balloons and a dude with a microphone and a big, oversized check. Come on! I'm gonna just camp out over here with this sister. She's excited. I don't even know you, sis, but I like you. What's your name? Corrine. Corrine? Yes. So, uh, Mr. John Doe shows up at Corrine's house with this big, oversized check. And it says, pay to the order of... Corrine, ten million dollars. Sweet Savior. Now let me just tell you what none of us are gonna do. Look right here, at Brother Gaddy. Let me just tell you what none of us are gonna do. None of us are gonna open up that door and see dude with a big oversized check made out to me for $10 million and reach out and take it and go, thank you. Oh, are you kidding? I'm going to jump in the arms of a man I don't know. I'm going to start hugging on the cameraman and grabbing the balloons out of his hand, giving a high five to the guy. Why? Because I opened the door poor but I'm shutting the door rich. I open the door without any money, but I'm shutting the door with money. I open the door in debt, but I'm closing the door with enough money to pay off my debt and live comfortably. I want to tell somebody on this Wednesday night, there is somebody greater than publishers clearing house in this house tonight. Come on, somebody. I opened the door poor in spirit. But when he touched my life, he set me free. He gave me a joy that the world can't give. That's who's in this house. Woo! Praise God. Are you glad for what God's done for you? I think we ought to praise him just one more time. Come on, I feel a breakthrough spirit in this house. I feel a breakthrough spirit in this house. There's something when we push through, push through, push through. Breakthrough. I had somebody ask me a number of years ago. They said, Tim, I just got a quick question for you. I said, yeah, go ahead and shoot. They said, why do you get so worked up when you preach? For goodness sake, you get red in the face. You spit and holler and scream. What is up with that? Well, let me tell you. I know you didn't ask that, but I'm going to reply to that. Let me tell you why. Because I'm planning on, Lord, being my helper, being here tomorrow night. And, Pastor, I'm planning on, Lord willing, being here Friday night but I'm not promised that how many of you I don't know if this is being videoed so we can't raise our hands and get it on tape but how many of you are planning on going to work tomorrow would you raise your hand please yeah there's a lot of drudgery in that right there I'm planning on doing a lot of stuff I'm planning on having great church at home this weekend, dedicating some babies. I'm planning on going to a marriage retreat. I'm planning on a lot of stuff, but you know what? I'm promised, I'm promised right now. And so brothers and sisters and friends on this Wednesday night, if all I'm promised is what I'm in right now, why would I not give it 150%? Why would I just hold back and not break through? Why would I sit in the shadows and not give him the glory that he's worthy of? Why would I just sit and fold my hands and hope to make it through the... No, I'm just promised today. So if this is all that I've got, I'm going to give it everything I've got until I break through. Amen. Now. I want you to see this in your Bible. I want you to see this in your Bible. This is 2 Samuel chapter 6. David gets to rejoicing over that box. You see, it's been in the house of this guy named Obed-Edom for a long time. That's a real weird name. Don't name your kids Obed-Edom. Have mercy on them. That's a weird name. Obed-Edom. Everyone say Obed-Edom. It's been in the house of Obed-Edom for quite a while. And the report comes back to the king. King, ever since that box has been in the house of Obed-Edom, everything about his life has been blessed. Because that box, two and a half cubits long, one and a half cubits wide, overlaid within and without with gold, containing some very sacred elements, that box represented the very essence of who God is. And wherever that box was, there was blessing. That's why when this group of young people and musicians gets up here and starts singing about God and singing about the Lord and singing about grace and singing about, that's why we feel the rush of God's presence. Why? Because you can't sing about him without him showing. We understand that it is the presence of God that makes this a special house. It is the presence of God that unctions this house to the point where we can see that there's hope for my family and there's hope for tomorrow and there's hope for my children. It's the presence of God. Folks, the presence of God makes all the difference in the world. It's that spirit. And David said, Let's go get the box. And so he went to the house of Obed-Edom, and the Bible says that he brought up the ark of God with shouting and with praise. With shouting and with praise. Now, I want us to see this in our Bibles because this is awesome. I want you just to nudge your neighbor right now and say, don't, don't miss this, don't, don't miss this. Come on, nudge your neighbor and say, don't miss this. The first thing about his breakthrough spirit Was he realized what he had and he realized what was coming back. Everybody say he realized what he had. And he realized what was coming back. Come on, shout it at me again. Say he realized what he had. And he realized what was coming back. I realize on this Wednesday night what I've got a hold of. Folks, but this thing has not got old to me. I've been serving the Lord a long, I know I don't look old, but I've been serving the Lord a long, long time. But it is as real tonight as it has ever been before. we got to realize what we have and what's coming back to our people. we got to realize what it is that we've got a hold of. David said, I'm going to praise God because I realize what is headed back this direction. Praise, by the way, was never designed to be something that the world controls. Now, you know what? I've had people tell me before, uh, man, y'all, whoo, man, y'all are crazy. woo, Fanatics. You know, church wants to be pious and quiet. Shh. Shh. I get such a kick out of this because... Lambeau Field will be full. Pardon the personal reference there. Lambeau Field will be full of people with cheese on their head. We actually have some people in our church from Wisconsin, and they wear the cheese every Sunday afternoon. Hollering, woohoo! Waving their arms jumping up and down, high-fiving one another. And they're going to walk out of that place, no matter how the Packers do. They're going to walk out of that arena the same way that they walked in. But you and I can walk into a holy house of praise. And we can, instead of just sitting and being quiet, we can do what the Bible says and lift up holy hands in His sanctuary magnify the Lord with a lifted voice and we can see a breakthrough come that goes way beyond a football game, way beyond a Sunday afternoon. I realize what I've got. Now David also did something else that's awesome here. I want you to see this. Look look at your Bible. Hold your Bible open. I'm gonna read something here. 2 Samuel chapter number six. I want you to see this. Look at verse number 13, so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. And David danced before the Lord with all his might and David was wearing a linen ephod. Now watch this. When I saw this, it was like, oh. David did not wait till the ark got all the way back before he started breaking through in praise. He just saw it headed in the right direction. So I preached to a daddy tonight who has a daughter that's away from the Lord and you haven't seen her come back to the altar yet but you've seen some positive signs. It's not the ultimate. It's not what you want to see happen yet, but in some regards, it's headed in the right direction. Can we choose in that context to get up on our feet, lift up our hands, lift up our voices and say, it might not be back to Jerusalem yet, but what I have wanted is headed in the right direction. David said, I'm only gonna go six paces. I'm not even back to where I prepared a place for the ark yet, but I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna sacrifice and I'm gonna praise God and I'm gonna worship God. Why? Because it's not back yet, but it's headed in the right direction. Come on, grandmom. Can you praise God over your grandchildren? You haven't seen them come to the Lord yet, but they're headed in the right direction. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to understand also as I close tonight that with every breakthrough, there will be opportunity for wet blankets. Oh not in Wisconsin I'm sure. I remember when I was a teenager I grew up cut my teeth on a pew. I went to church from the very first time I was ever old enough to go to church. And sister Kylie I remember sitting in services when my feet didn't even touch the floor. I grew up and heard choirs singing and people shouting and bobby pins flying everywhere and people dancing in the aisles and laying hands on the sick. I remember my pastor baptizing people and I was afraid he was going to drown them when he put them under the water. I remember the choir getting up and singing, I'm going to be gone in the twinkling of an eye. I'm going to be gone. And I remember they'd sing that song and they'd get to that part, could be while I'm singing this song. And I wasn't ready to meet the Lord, and I would pray, no, God, don't let it happen tonight. (laughs) I remember Sister Rodriguez praising God. I remember Brother Wellman dancing in the spirit. I remember my pastor preaching and spitting over onto the second row and us wiping it off of our forehead. I remember that's how I grew up. But I also remember going with our youth group to youth camps And we'd get all jazzed up about Jesus at youth camp. We'd want to come back and attack hell with a squirt gun. I mean, we were just excited and feeling like we were ramped up. We were Holy Ghost filled. And we'd come back. And I know this may never happen in Oconomowoc, but this happened in suburban Chicago. We'd come back and we'd be worshiping God fresh off of our camp experience. And there'd be one or two wet blankets in the house that would say, just give them a few weeks. Just give them till the end of summer. Just give them till school starts back in and all this fervor is gonna die down. All this excitement is gonna die down. Michael said to David, how glorious were you dancing in front of all of the handmaidens of Jerusalem. You really showed out today, king. And to that, the king looked back at her. And if you'll let me put this in my language, he said, sweetie, You ain't seen nothing yet. If you think that was vile, just hang on, round two's coming. If you think that praise was awesome, just come Thursday night to revival. If you think that praise was over the top, just show up Friday night at revival. Just come Sunday to You're going to see a people that this hasn't got old to them yet. It doesn't matter who puts it down, who squashes it, who says it's not worth anything. I'm not here for you. I'm here for him. Come on, I wonder who came tonight to glorify him. I wonder who's in the house to praise him, glorify him, break through to him, break through to new territory with him. I will praise him. Come on, somebody, put your hands together and clap to the Lord right now. (laughs) Come on, somebody, Jesus is in this house right now. Come on, somebody, Jesus is in this house. There's a breakthrough anointing in this house. There's a breakthrough anointing in this house. Praise God. Everyone stand with me, would you please? God would be pleased to heal somebody's body tonight. Do I have a witness in the house right now? God would be pleased to give someone a breakthrough in their mind tonight. God would be pleased to set a captive free tonight. Somebody walked in here and you're bound by prescription drugs and you can't seem to shake that habit loose. God would be pleased to set you free tonight. The healer is in this house. The lifter of our head is in this house. The one that can provide a breakthrough is in this house tonight. The miracle worker is in this house tonight think we ought to praise Him right now. I feel the rush of the Holy Ghost. I want everyone to close your eyes and just praise Him. Come on, that's it. Let's do that a little bit longer right now. I feel the presence of God. Everybody say tonight. Look at somebody and say, tonight's all we have. I want you to look at someone and say, tonight's your breakthrough night. Everybody look right here, please. I'm going to ask nobody to move in and out right now, just in the sacredness of this moment. If I were you, and you had a need right now, I wouldn't dare leave this house till we give God an opportunity to let there be a breakthrough in your life. I would not go get in my car tonight without giving God an opportunity to heal your body. I just want to follow what I feel in the Holy Ghost tonight. I want to follow what I feel in the Spirit tonight. It doesn't matter how many times you've been prayed for that sickness, ma'am, and it seems like you haven't had the chain of it broken yet. We're going to pray one more time. I don't care how many times you prayed for your son, and it doesn't seem like it's helping. We're going to pray one more time. God's going to set somebody free tonight. I want you just to, i want you to close your eyes and bow your head with me right now. Nobody looking around. Everybody with your eyes closed and your head bowed right now. How many of you here right now, right now, very quickly? This is a breakthrough night tonight. How many of you right now need a physical healing in your body? Would you lift up your hand? If you need a physical, we've got a lot of people need healing. Don't look around. Just everybody that needs a physical healing in your body. Would you very quickly, without hesitation, step out from where you are right now and join me right here at the front of this sanctuary? Don't even hesitate. The breakthrough, God, is here tonight. The breakthrough, God, is here tonight. God's going to give us healing tonight. God's going to give us healing tonight. Very quickly, come very quickly and just stand all along the front here. You need a healing touch in your body. Everybody, would you close your eyes, please, and bow your head. Listen very close to Brother Gaddy. If you are here, every teenager, adult, young adult, couple, everybody in the house, everybody in the house, would you hear Brother Gaddy right now? If you are here... And you need a refreshing touch in the Spirit of God in your life. This doesn't mean you backslid. It just means you desperately need a refreshing in your life. Would you slip your hand up? I want to see who you are. Oh, we got several. Good. Would you step out from where you are and come and line up right behind these ones that need healing? Very quickly come. Very quickly come. I want you to come and just stand right behind these ones up here at the front. Everybody else in the house that is here, would you come in behind the ones that are making their way up right now? I'd like this to be a total church experience tonight, a total church experience tonight in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's just seek after the Lord right now. I want us to be very sensitive to the Lord right now.